0: No, okay. Last last point to the to the expensive tickets piece, and then no, we'll get into the I episode. Got, but I think you're going to say the same thing. How much would you spend on a ticket to the Hogs in the national championship nope, football nope, game? That was all I was
1: say. you don't want to ask me that question. It I did. didn't.
0: Go, I didn't go to the University of Arkansas. That's that's fair. <laughs> Basketball, Josh, Zach. You're probably in the same
1: little,
2: boat. Yeah. I don't know. Probably five. Probably five thousand max. Five thousand. Josh, dude, I know you're a hog, man. I'm so it's so hard for me. I'm so bad. Like this is like everyone's gonna find out. It's like I hate going to games. Like man, I'm not a go to a game guy. Like yeah. I don't want to park and fight the crowd. Like I sound like an old man. That's, that's but literally, I like I get. To, I'm like I want to go to a game. I'm sitting in the game. I'm like why am I here? I could be on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> the game is watching this, and yeah, Let me go to the restroom real quick. Let me get another diet coke from my free fridge <laughs> and not pay eight dollars. Like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and not you're answer. This. point. If you're if point. we go to the national championship, though, that's gonna be hard to to miss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Five grand, which is probably twenty five hundred bucks a ticket. Feels like it's gonna be more than that, but yeah, I'll say It's gonna be five grand a ticket or something. So
1: yeah. I would like to rewind to get Brandon's number on this national championship for the hogs. Yeah.
2: I feel like yeah, well, the
1: highest he,
0: at this table. He's ready. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going <laughs> that that home equity line. Per uh, yeah, ticket. Hey, the HELOC <laughs> is taking care per of this ticket,
1: one. not not double
2: seats, one ticket. Man. I mean one ticket in the trip or just one just I, a ticket. Brand J- getting hot. Just again. For Brandon's I'd, go, ticket. <laughs> I'd
0: okay. go up to five digits. I don't know how deep I'd go in there, but <laughs> wow. my wife's going to be mad when she hears this. But five <laughs> digits. So. If,
1: if, your, if your ticket's over ten grand, you have to go by yourself.
0: Yeah. Or you're no crippling question. yourself. And she'll be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
3: The investment journey's on hold. Oh, yeah, exactly. The national <laughs> championship. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. an intro for this one yeah
1: might as well okay can i keep this part in there yeah of course let's do an intro of course okay just say what we're talking about i I like the
3: i like the free spirit of it you know yeah let's do an intro relatable this is gonna be episode six episode one two three four five
0: five five.
3: Mm -hmm. yeah okay this is a northwest arkansas investing podcast episode five let's go (laughs)
1: i just let's go (laughs) let's go
3: um
0: What what are we getting into today isaac
1: um well zach was on a mission the other night and we had planned a totally different topic and was it, was it Thursday night or was think it last
3: night? It was like two nights ago. We're, we're, we were going to, t- to talk about the tenant landlord relationship, which we will eventually talk about yeah. that. But I was like, what's more interesting than that?
2: I, I feel like we need to rephrase like, before we say the topic. Name, sure. There's a different way to
3: come about. Oh, I got saying this. the topic.
1: Uh, yeah. The average <laughs> no, person is an idiot. No,
3: <laughs> so the topic is why people... Are humans suck at investing. That was the topic that came to my mind while I was laying in my bed uh, two nights ago. Of course, this is going to be the title of the show, and it's to get y'all to click on it because it super- people do suck at investing. Yeah. But,
1: but it, it it would it is kind of interesting though because if the majority of people were always right, nobody would make money.
3: That's a great point.
1: And so, like. I I do this when I'm looking at the stock market or even like on Twitter, okay, and everybody's like, a housing crash is coming, a stock market crash is coming, this crash is coming. And it's like, if ninety nine percent of the population thinks it's gonna crash, it's probably not. Yeah. Because if everybody was right,
3: there would be way more millionaires than there are. Mm-hmm. Billionaires. That's a great point. You know what I mean. It's kind of the Warren Buffett thought is like whenever the the wave is going right, he he's you know. going left. My my brother in law, he's a professional poker player, mm-hmm. and he came to me. He he got into Bitcoin, I think, when it was like six hundred dollars or wow. something like that. Yeah, and then he sold it like ten thousand dollars because he thought that was the high. Yeah. so he's kind of kicking himself. But he said, "Who who do you hear talking about buying Bitcoin right now?" I was like, "It's like not a." that's you know and he's like that I'm buying a bunch yeah so most
1: of the crypto people are, are still stacking pretty hard
3: mm-hmm. um, that's a great point Isaac though like if if everybody was great at investing it would be yeah. a whole totally different topic it's probably
1: my favorite Warren Buffett quote and it's kind of what you were alluding to it's be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful
2: mm-hmm. and I think in our current market right now I, I'm hearing a lot of people say that they think we're out of the woods already and that it's like what nothing's happened i yeah. don't, I don't <laughs> understand i mean i've heard multiple people tell me that i'm like you know i hope you're right I, I don't think you're right but i hope you're right uh but there's more downhill because we haven't really gone downhill I think, that exactly. i mean yeah i mean i think f- some markets have taken 20 percent haircuts 30 percent haircuts but w- as a like living in the u.s i don't feel like
1: anything's really happening, but even those like if a market's down 20 percent last year it was up 25 percent. so yeah. you're still up five percent from yeah. two years ago yeah. you know yeah
3: so exactly. i mean if you call that a crash then <laughs> so be it man yeah yeah i don't know why you this, go to the hospital this, from a fender bender this quote came to my head and it may be this quote came to my head in relation with the economy it was the same hot water that makes a an egg hard is the same hot water that makes a potato soft. Love it. So what are you what are you going to be in a in a weird economy? Are you going to be a potato or an egg? Be a rock solid a rock solid egg. Love that. Hard boiled. So I think I probably saw that on the internet last night. <laughs> rock solid rock. I'm, i'll am i be honest i'm not sure i understand that one but
2: we'll let it ride, we'll
3: let it ride. i was i, I think it's good. i was motivated last night before i heard that, that I mean, like, an extra that t- that five minutes to get to bed
1: heard of cattle this
3: morning yeah i heard cattle this morning I'm in my I'm. well i'm actually in my nice boots this morning but zach, zach walked in blue
1: jeans boots gray hoodie backwards hat backwards hat just like ready to ready to do some ranching yeah hey amen amen <laughs> hey
3: what, what do you think is you okay know, so so let's get into and this this topic wasn't made because like i i represent a bunch of investing clients it's not because someone ticked me off the night before and i'm like let's talk <laughs> about why people suck at investing which is a very likely scenario um but Brandon do you, do you have something on this I'll just start going around
0: I was just, I was just gonna ask the the question uh, why wh- why are some top reasons that that people uh, suck at investing I think I think either I'll, I'll go first and I'll pass it over to you Josh but I think a lot of times number one it can be this we're not stepping up to the plate enough I, I think um, you know you, you it's hard to Number one, it's hard to suck at investing, but it's also hard to be good at investing yeah um if you're not stepping up to the plate and taking swings and so I think number one when you're thinking about getting into real estate or if you're been in real estate, but you really haven't made the step towards um the success that you want i think I think you've really just got to be thinking about what kind of repetition am i doing when when I'm analyzing deals, how many offers am I putting in if i if i if there's properties out there that I'm looking at, um, but, but not pulling the trigger. What, what, what is it going to take for me to get to where I want to be? And so
2: I think that's, that's part of it. I think repetition, definitely important. I think that there's so much to know in real estate investing and investing in general, but we're just talking about real estate here. Uh, there's so much to know, like definitional things and and then how to look at deals i mean it's like the you look could learn something every day if you studied real estate for the rest of your life you're never going to know everything and so it's when you don't know anything getting into it it seems so daunting and so i think it's hard for people to just start and just start somewhere pick one there's so many ways to -hmm. go about doing real estate investing we've talked about four in the previous episode of wholesaling flipping burr and house hacking those are four things there's infinitely more ways to get into real estate
3: so just pick one study it study your market and start go after it if you suck after a period of time try something else like if you're if you're taking a step, you're at least not staying stagnant even if it's in the wrong direction you're at least moving and learning something and i i, I hate to say wrong direction because you could take a step towards something you're not good at and learn a bunch which means you're taking a step in the right direction even if it doesn't equate to monetary blessing yeah,
1: I, I think there's a bunch of ways to to get reps without putting money down because I, I mean that's the end of the day that's the fear right like i don't want to invest a bunch of money if i'm going to be bad at something and I, there's a hundred people that you could just offer, I mean, you could offer free work and learn so much from tons of property managers or Mm -hmm. other investors or whatever. Even if real estate isn't your game, like, but you want to get into making coffee better than everybody else. Like, why are you not at your favorite coffee shop saying, Hey, I'll work free 10 hours a week. If you'll just teach me the ropes, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah.
0: that's, That's a great point. I mean, I think, I think when, you know, even when uh, we think about for for our scenario, if we were to think about, you know, I want to I want to buy apartment complexes or, or I want to um, buy a certain apartment complex. I mean, what's what's the number one thing you do? I mean, you're probably going to somebody that's that's either already in the apartment complex game, has bought apartment complexes or maybe the owner of the one that you want to own at some point. And, and and I think there's there's such a big step that has to be made when you start Thinking about investing or when you're when you're in investing like if you want to be in the game then you've got to um you've got to
3: go to the, the ones that are doing it um i want to backtrack just a little bit josh said a word a, a little bit ago i think it was definitional and i want to know if that's a word or not
1: definitional definitional i
3: don't mm. know i don't it. know it's been pricking my brain ever since it is a word. Definitional. Absolutely. Oh, my wife's gonna hear this and be like, You didn't know that? <laughs> it's fine. Definitional, just uh yeah, yeah. Know, knowing the
1: definition. The dictionary changes too
2: much anymore. Knowing the definitions I heard of that the word I definitional. Like, that word. <laughs> I'm glad it was. <laughs> but I'm not just spitting out words that aren't real on here. <laughs>
3: I, mean, I, no one's I do I do that all the time you. throughout my. That'd day.
2: be a good clip for the internet though. Like
1: make up a word and then nobody call them on it. Just let the comments go crazy.
3: That's uh, you, you said That's something, like something like that where like people do. will just pronounce words wrong on yes. their podcasts or shows <laughs> just so people will get mad and just to get, to get to it. those
2: engagements up, man. <laughs> I love it. There's a I was something I was going to say on episode four, but thought maybe it'd be good to save it for this episode. I don't know. There's like a you're talk, talking about keeping it simple and just starting. Uh, it, I, over the last couple of years, I've come up with this. like, what, what would be like the most simple thing in my head of how to tell somebody that hasn't doesn't know real estate and they want to retire with real estate? They don't want to retire with stocks and a 401k and all that. They want to try real estate. How would I tell somebody to do that? And we're not talking about becoming a real estate mogul. We're not talking about... It's just like, how simple can you make it for somebody? And so hmm. something simple that I've talked about to some people and i think you can achieve it with house hacking mm-hmm. uh is think about owning 10 single family houses that's between gonna say. 25 years old and 65 years old all you have to do is buy 10 houses and all of those houses are going to cash flow at least one thousand dollars they're, they're going to bring in rent gross rent of at least one thousand dollars a month at least off. Yeah, when they're paid off. There's a gross rent is going to be at least one thousand. That's like yes. a I mean bare. bare minimum. minimum. And forty seen, years from now. Under that, yeah, it's like bare minimum. Years. It's I mean, forty years from now, a thousand bucks a month, you're gonna be living in a shoebox. Yeah. So you're going to be and and if you start buying houses now and you're only buying ten, by the time you're sixty-five, you will be able to pay all the the tenant will pay all of those off mm-hmm. for you by the time you're sixty five. So think about when you're sixty-five, you own ten houses and you're bringing in a bare minimum of $1,000 a month. I think you're going to bring more than that. and You pay your property tax and insurance, whatever. You're bringing in $1,000 a month. You're making $10,000 a month for the rest of your life, basically an annuity that's only appreciating. How, where else can you do that? And it's yeah. guaranteed. Well,
3: it's, yeah. You, there's nothing really risky about that. I absolutely love that tactic for... The v- most simple way you want to retire in real estate, like work your normal job, buy 10 homes uh, over the years, and then they will all be paid off around the time you're 65, which is around the time people usually retire. Then you have passive cash flow. And then if you want a big purchase, sell one of them for like Now you have $9,000 of cash flow a month and $300,000 in your pocket. Like, yeah, or, or, or you can refinance cash
2: out refi (laughs) and (laughs) cash out refi is tax-free. And so
3: you could do that. That's, that's, you could sell it. You could do that. Mm -hmm. But I love that. That point that Josh makes is, you know, that is a extremely simple way to go about. You know, if you don't know anything about real estate, that's a extremely easy way to put it. Zach, you, you talked about back in episode two
0: uh, a little bit about your story and kind of where you've been. But, um, you know what 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 did you learn when we talk about why investors suck? What what have you learned from? Uh, you know, you talked about you just jumping in and and not even not in some cases not even running numbers. You just knew you needed to be in real estate. Mm-hmm. Why, it, maybe that happens for some other people too, but um, would you would you learn from that that maybe you're
3: like, I don't want to suck in this way anymore. I want to keep pushing. So I think the, the thing that's different too is I have a lot different of a personality and I think maybe we all do. Then I think a majority of people, even maybe our listeners of I, I'm pretty, I, I'm i going to jump in there and, and take a risk. Risk tolerant. Uh, I'm, I'm very... I'm pretty risk tolerant. I can absorb blows. Um, and what I think, and on the topic of why people quote unquote suck at investing or it's harder for people to invest in real estate is it's, it's a risky thing. And people in human nature don't like taking risks. Um, we even have whole systems in our body geared towards protecting our body from taking risks. That's called fear. Um, and that's fear is good in some, some instances. And so God has designed us to get away from fear, to, to do things that aren't scary. Um, so I, I, I knew that I needed to do it, and that's just kind of my personality. The struggle for our listeners out there is if that is not your personality, how do you jump in the game? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're super analytical, if you're like... R- you know, I'm just not sure about real estate. What if the market crashes a warrior? I encourage you to do the research and you will be backed by fact over fact on why it is a good investment, why the stats and data do back it up. Um, and I, I just don't think enough. I think I'm saying the word I think a bunch. People just don't have the knowledge and the the information on it. I think if people had the knowledge and information and something we're trying to do is give knowledge and information and give you the nudge listener to make that step. So I think it's really just a lack of, I'd be so surprised that even myself four or five years ago, if I was talking to myself four or five years ago and using the vocab I do now, I would not understand me, the older me, Mm -hmm. um, I just didn't know anything about real estate not a single thing like i just i I barely knew what a mortgage was yeah let alone like cap rate cash on cash return what are refinances heloc like those are just a bunch of vocab terms but like the average citizen just i think and listeners come after me if you think i'm wrong like it's just the american way to just buy a home maybe sell it then get your forever home and die like that's kind of the quote-unquote american dream let me
1: throw this out here and i'll give you some more to talk about um is like the whole fear thing you were mentioning Mm. i think we're conditioned as really a world that like cash is the only valuable asset and and we Mm -hmm. don't you don't pull up when you want to go get a cup of coffee, you don't check your net worth statement. You check your bank account. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's very scary to go and, and spend a large chunk of your bank account to buy something because, and I when my wife bought a house, she was like, I don't want to spend, like she had saved up $60,000 and was going to use 40 of it for a down payment. She's like, I don't want to spend $40,000. It's like, well, you're not spending anything you're you're converting it into a different asset exactly. you're not spending money you still have it plus yes. more and mm-hmm. so i think that's the the biggest if you can change that in your head mm-hmm. that you're not spending money it's the same as like converting it to a different currency or or buying gold like it's it's the it's a it's a valuable thing that has a cash value attached to it. Just a little less liquid now.
3: Yeah, it's it, you. You have to go through a process to get it back out. It's still yours, and it's actually in a basically an interest accruing account. If you want to think about it like that, yeah. for for the most part, I mean, really, real estate has shown that it all it always over the course of time appreciates. So leave your forty thousand dollars in there for 10 years i bet you get a great return on it like it's just a little harder to get it back out and it's there's tons of ways to get it out but
0: yeah and what, what we've learned too is just how um how unvaluable our cash can be at times especially now with inflation if we if we just had our cash sitting in an account doing nothing how 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 much it devalues. And then if you look at that over the next 20, the next 40 years, I mean, you're, you're going if, to, if you took the average inflationary rate um, each year, obviously we've had some crazy last couple of years, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a bad investment to leave your, your money sitting around and, and not doing anything. And so I think that's why we, we value real estate so much is because we've seen, we know what the market has done over the last hundred years or, or more. And um, and, and then you, I mean, you take a look at what, what your money is doing every year, um, just sitting there. And so, um, yeah, but so you
3: gain three cents a year in yeah, your bank account.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. But go, going back to like, um, you know, other, other reasons why it's hard, um, and, and why people suck at investing. And we've got Three of the four of us are, are realtors in here. What, like, why is it so important for you also to have a good realtor if you're if you're starting out and investing or even buying a house, thinking about house hacking or, hmm. or whatever? Why, why is it so important to have somebody that knows um, investing specifically if that's yeah. what you want to get into?
3: Yeah, whether it's one of us in here or anybody in our local community that's helping represent you in a real estate transaction. They have to be able to understand how to run the numbers i think a big part of what i do and i would say i probably have like 50 or 60 investor investing clients right now is and i, I really do enjoy working with the new investor because they're excited they're a little antsy and fearful And they have to be able to calm your fears to be able to run numbers with you and be and say, okay, worst case scenario, here's what you're going to get for rent. And here's what your numbers are going to look like after all of your expenses. Here's your most probable scenario. And then here's if pie in the sky, you get what you want rent wise for it. So let's take a look at all these. And if your worst case scenario works and you're still fine with that, then I'm like, okay, let's let's pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm there to push them off. They have their wings. They're strong enough. Big bird's gonna push them off the cliff. Yeah. Time yeah. to fly. Like that's that's part of our our job as as realtors is to be. I don't know. Uh, just came to my mind. Like the mama bird that pushes the kids <laughs> off and says, "Hey, you're good. You're strong. Let's fly. You got the money in your account. You know you're young, or you know even if you're older, like time time to buy this. Time to pull the trigger. Um, we're we're there to help provide information, make them feel comfortable, let them know, especially as in, we're investors ourselves, as realtors it gives them a lot of confidence well they're advising me to do something that they're already doing and that gives a lot of clients comfort knowing that they're not asking me to do anything they're not doing so yeah. I like to get y'all's take on it too and even Josh um, as well because Josh Josh was a realtor mm-hmm. as yeah. well It probably Josh was the realtor before all of us yeah. Josh has been Very in the true. game for a while <laughs> I was a realtor in 20 20-
2: uh, 2017. It's funny. I, I became a realtor because the guy I work for now. It was th- I'm, I'm sh- I show all of his stuff and and rent it all out. It was thought that I needed to be a realtor in order to do that. Which because I was his employee, I didn't need to. And so I ended up passing the test and it, then we found out, Oh wait, you don't, you don't need to do that. Yeah. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to do it for a year and see how it goes. And, and, and at the time my grandparents were listing their house. So I was like, well, there's a Heck for yeah. sure commission right yeah. there. And, uh, but I, I, I was a realtor, but. I really wasn't a realtor. I wasn't yeah. what doing what you guys are doing and, and hustling for deals. And cause I was just starting my, my work and what I do now. And so that was my, uh, you know, that's my main focus. And so
3: you had, I the, wasn't, you had the baseline knowledge for what we do and yes. things of that nature. Yes. Though. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I'll i just throw this little thing in there and whether it's us or not, there are bad realtors out there. Oh or my gosh. Or investors. Oh my, or just in
3: general. Oh my goodness. Yes. But like,
1: there, there's there are people out there that will do anything to get a commission, and if it means putting you in a bad investment, like they'll do it. So you, in a heartbeat, you I would recommend getting not multiple realtors to look at it, but multiple other investors to be like, hey, like what do you think about this deal? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's investing is something that it, you'll be very hindered in it if you're too prideful to ask for help. Um, because mm. there's so much you don't know. I mean, Josh pointed at it earlier. Like you could, you could study it for the rest of your life and still not know everything. Yep. And so, just do your own due diligence. And until the your realtor's proven themselves as
3: trustworthy, just be kind of cautious. Because I've I've dealt with bad ones. Well, pe- people people lie. Numbers and math don't. Yep. Yep. So run your numbers. Have other people look at your numbers. Those those numbers aren't gonna. No, lie to you. Usually. Yeah. And that's, um,
0: and that's a, that's a great way. I mean, just back to the main point is it's a great way not to suck is to have good people around you that mm-hmm. know, that know the game, that know the business. Um, and, and, and you being able to put the trust into what they're doing and verify, obviously trust, but verify, um, and, and then be able to make your moves. And so, yeah, I think, I think, uh, having a, having a great realtor is, huge
3: beneficial to to your and and, you know this this isn't like a necessarily like a selfish plug for us like i would be comfortable as a client going with any of us three and even getting advice from josh um for investing in real estate so if a listener if you want to do something like that we're we're a great great resource for you but you know if you have somebody else in your life just just make sure you run it by multiple people Uh, absolutely so, uh,
1: we're running out of time a little bit, but I want to get, do some, I guess you call them segments. Yeah. Um, let's do, it. I was thinking about this, uh, yesterday. That when I first got started, I was listening to Bigger Pockets, like most people when they're Mm -hmm. getting into real estate investing, and they would use words that I did not understand. (laughs) And so, something that I'd like to kind of start doing is we'll have a different person bring one to the table. But a word that confused us when we got into it—you actually kind of alluded to this earlier. There was a lot of words um, that your five-year-old self or you five years ago would be confused on.
3: Yeah, Um, five years old, I was still confused about words in general. Know
1: anything? <laughs> um, so my big one was cap rate. I didn't understand the difference between like cap rate and return on investment and why one's so different. Um, and then the the simplest way it was put to me is cap rate is the return on a property if you bought it for cash. Yeah. So if, if the bank's not involved in it strictly what it brings in minus expenses would be your net operating income, your NOI And then you divide that over the purchase price. So what it brings in in a year, not a month. So the NOI for a year divided by the purchase price, that gives you your cap rate. Um, And that is less important with residential investing, but super important in commercial investing Mm -hmm. because that's how commercial properties are priced. Um, And you'll hear people say, well, I want it for an eight cap. Um, And you can actually figure out the purchase price by taking the NOI and dividing it by whatever cap rate you want. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make 10% on something, take and it makes $10,000 a year, you take 10000 you divide it by 0. 0.1, and you realize you want to pay 100000 for it. Is that right? Is my math checking out? It's yeah. worth $100,000. Mm-hmm.
2: And just yeah. a note on that, it seems like the higher the cap rate, the better. The lower the cap rate, the more valuable mm-hmm. the property is. It's like you would think, I'm going to make 10% of my money, so a 10 cap is better than a three cap, but, and technically it is an, an investor standpoint, but you, when you see something that's like a four cap, you're buying like a Canes or a Chick-fil-A yeah, something or that, something that's yeah. like basically Fair a government bond. bond. It's like yeah. very, very secure. Okay. Which,
1: this has nothing to do with this segment, but it did bring up a good point. I want to get, it can be all of y'all's opinion on it. Um, I was on Twitter and people were talking about commercial real estates and cap rate. And like a Walgreens is an example of something that sells for like a four to a five cap. And you can go get a CD right now at a bank for a four and a half percent certificate of deposit. And so people are arguing it's better to go get a CD than to buy a Walgreens right now because the cap rate's so low. It's interesting, I've seen so that think? too yeah. on
2: Twitter. I think there's intangibles of depreciation and and other things that come with owning real estate. I mean, depreciation, interest expense, those are things that you don't get by owning a CD. So it's, yeah. I think it does get harder cause it's a guaranteed four and a half percent on a CD and it's, you know, zero risk, yeah. and relatively zero risk even <laughs> if the government just like having to shut down while you had your CD, I guess, but- You can't do a yeah.
3: cost appreciation study on a CD. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's versus owning Walgreens is, and when talking about real estate, you basically own a government bond. I mean, if you're, it's, I mean, secure as gold and and, but you get all the depreciation and interest expense i don't know Mm -hmm. i haven't ever run the numbers on that but yeah i mean makes sense yeah
0: and some something i think we saw maybe a little bit around here but mostly around the country is during the last couple years when the market was super hot cap rates started to compress and Mm -hmm. and everything became Excuse me. Everything became much more expensive and a little bit maybe tougher to cash flow. And and as we're kind of coming out of that time period and things are slowing down a little bit, we still see. It still seems like we're seeing some compressed cap rates and and sellers are you know think thinking that they can still get what they could get a year ago. Um, and so as we get into a little bit slower time period and maybe this next cycle, um, you know, hopefully we'll we'll see cap rates kind of go back up to closer to 10% or or whatever it may look like, 8%. Yeah. So, which is good for
3: investors a lot of times. Uh, Well, yeah, that was a great episode five. Thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Please give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Music. It's going to help boost our show up. We want more people to listen. If you have questions, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, We're all going to do a little plug here. Mm -hmm. And if you, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's go around yeah. Brandon. Where, where can people find you?
0: Yeah. You can find me, um, on Instagram at be still the man underscore or on LinkedIn. Um, just Brandon still S T I L L. Sweet.
1: Yeah. Um, if you guys have any listener questions, um, you can tweet them at me at I'm Isaac Johnson. Um, and that's my handle everywhere. So I don't post a lot of pictures cause I'm not as attractive as Zach or Brandon or Josh.
2: Uh, so <laughs> oh, my Instagram's not very good, stop. but my
3: Twitter's fire. So Twitter is fire. <laughs> Josh, I, just, I did just see you got back on Instagram. Uh,
2: I downloaded it the other day again, just to just <laughs> uh, I think somebody sent me a DM or something. Hey, look at this video and uh, download I'll, I'll download it again. <laughs> I deleted all my social media apps. Uh, in end of twenty twenty two. You can reach Josh yeah, via Smoke it, Signal. It. If you want to, yeah, Smoke Signal is the best <laughs> way to reach me. Uh, if you want to ask me a question, you can send me an email at
3: joshwilliamsre at gmail.com. Great email.
2: Yeah.
3: If you want to ask me a question, harass me give, me, give us feedback. Feel free to reach out to me on my personal cell. You can literally just look up Zach Stanley Realtor on Google or Instagram, something of that nature, Uh, I'll be there.